0: We thank you, Lord, you are the king of kings, and you're going to reign forevermore and evermore. And, Lord, we thank you that we're your children and that we will reign with you. Lord, we thank you for that hope that we have, that we live for that day when you return, and we can live with you forever and ever. Lord, we thank you that you are king of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, help us to worship you and to honor you for who you are, for what you've done for us. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Between now and when Christmas gets here, I want to share some hints on having a Merry Christmas. You know, everybody kind of gets this idea that since Christmas is coming, it's just automatically going to be merry. You know, it's just always, we have this expectation. Maybe it's, maybe it's a pipe dream sometimes, but we have expectations of what this is going to be. And usually it hinges around family get-togethers and things like that. And then sometimes we get to Christmas and we celebrate and it just doesn't go the way we thought. Things don't happen quite like we had it planned. And then we're upset. And I believe there's some things that we can be responsible for in that, in that whole process of, of having a Merry Christmas. There's some things we can do. And there's some things that I want to look at in the next few weeks, um, of what we can do to help it be a little more what it's supposed to be, maybe. A lot of it has to do, I believe, with relationships, relationships with people, you know. Um, Today, I want to look at getting rid of jealousy and envy. I believe jealousy and envy play a big part in deteriorating what Christmas is all about sometimes. Envy is a desire for something that belongs to someone else. I may envy their looks. I may envy their general appearance. I may envy their abilities, what they can do. Boy, I wish I could do that. Or I'm, you know, I don't feel like I'm very good because I can't do that. Boy, I wish I could do that. Or sometimes we envy people's possessions. Wish I had one of those. How come they get one and I don't? We can want something somebody else has. Jealousy, they kind of go, they're they're close and kind of go together, but they're different. Envy is wanting something somebody else has. Jealousy is the fear that something I have is going to be taken away by somebody else. That's why people are jealous, see? You're jealous what? Well, I'm jealous because somebody might take my spouse. That's probably, you know, a jealous spouse. I'm jealous that somebody might come and steal my spouse. Or maybe they might come and get my possessions. Sometimes I'm jealous that somebody might take my job. You know, maybe somebody will come and just take my job. You know, I love doing what I do. And maybe sometimes somebody will just come take it. So if I see somebody that gets hired and they look like they've got potential right away, I'm jealous because I think, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to get my job. And so I can be jealous of that, jealous of of somebody taking that. Exodus, the 34th chapter, the 14th verse. I want to look at just a couple scriptures on jealousy. In Exodus 34, 14, it says something very interesting. It says, For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Oh, now wait a minute. If jealousy's wrong, how can God be a jealous God? Well, the reason he's jealous is he does not want us to worship something else. He's jealous that we would do that. Oh, you know, we, well, we would never do that. And then we take the very day that we celebrate his birthday and what do we do? We put other things first. That's what he's jealous of. He's jealous of us putting other things first and not worshiping him. That other things become more important. Somebody, oh, I know who it was, but somebody just told me they saw a family, and I I don't know the details, so you you can, but whatever. Uh, A young couple went to Walmart, and they spent $930 through one checkout on one child. I don't know if that's wrong. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, that's an opinion. I probably lean that way, but you know, you know, maybe they were doing something else. But here's the here's the thing, folks. What does that child thinks the most important thing is about Christmas? Wow, getting all this stuff. You ever sit at Christmas and watch kids open things so fast that they don't even recognize or realize what they just got? They just open it, and then it's like, where's the next present? they got all this stuff laying around them. You know, God is a jealous God. He wants us to worship Him. Proverbs, Proverbs, the 27th chapter, the fourth verse. It says, wrath is cruel and anger is a torrent. But who is able to stand before jealousy? Jealousy will take you down. Yeah, it will. Who can stand before? Jealous, you get jealous, and I'm telling you what, it's going to take you down. You get envious of other people's things. It'll take you down. Because you can't enjoy nothing. Because all you're looking at is yourself and other people and comparing. Yeah. Comparing. Oh, no. Am I, I don't know if I'm good enough or wow did you ever did you ever see you know what well i'll get in trouble that's all right women tend to look more at what people wear and they'll walk into a room and look at what people wear and say oh maybe i should have wore this or that why do we even compare why do we even compare why should we even think like that you know does somebody have to be wrong because we don't dress alike not really But it's interesting how we we compare. We want to always compare. But if we have that envy and jealousy, it'll take you down. Now, does it take the other person down? Probably not as much as it's going to take you down. Now, if you have a lot of envy and jealousy in you, you can probably ruin somebody else's Christmas. Probably that, you can probably do that. You can make everybody around you pretty miserable if, if that's really a driving force within you. James the third chapter, the fourteenth to the sixteenth verse. It says, But if you have bitter envy and self seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthy, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self seeking exist, confusion in every and every evil thing are there if you have envy it is earthly sensual demonic that's pretty strong words it's it's a it's not good and it says that you know where that is there's every evil thing is there with it so you know these are these are pretty serious things and they will You know, and it you know, it manifests itself sometimes at Christmas, but you know what? It's a year-round problem. But you know, it just kind of manifests itself sometimes at different times. Here's some signs of how envy and jealousy can affect us. Number one, it can cause us to withdraw and be depressed. Why would I be depressed? Well, if I'm jealous and envious of other people, I will get depressed because life is never fair. Life is never fair. That's not fair. If you have children who think life isn't fair, you need to train them, you know, and say, yeah, life isn't fair. Never was meant to be fair. Nothing says it has to be fair. But when God is our father, then we have all that we need. So it doesn't matter what life does to us. So, you know, but that's what happens. You know, we start to feel sorry for ourselves. We get depressed. We get angry. You know, a lot of times anger precedes depression because we're mad at something or somebody because it didn't go the way I wanted. And pretty soon we turn it on ourselves and we get depressed and upset. We look at other people, other people, and we think that we struggle more than they do. You know, I I thought about that and I thought, you know what? You're looking at the wrong people. That's a problem. If you think your life's tough, then start looking at some other people. You know, if I think life's tough today, I'm going to think about Lincoln. Because he can't sleep because he's got so much pain at night. Even though he's taking pain medicine. So, you know, well, I guess I got it pretty good. (laughs) I guess I got it pretty good. You know? Instead of, instead of looking, at, looking at my nephew or my great-nephew playing basketball last night and thinking, oh, man, I can't do that. See, I look at Lincoln and think, wow, I have a lot to be thankful for. See, who are you looking at? Probably shouldn't be comparing at all. We shouldn't be doing that. But we withdraw because we get a poor me syndrome. Poor me. Everyone's got it better than me. Poor me. Life's not fair. Number two, we get very pessimistic. We get very pessimistic when we're envious and jealous because it's always negative. we always focus on what we don't have. We're always thinking about what I don't have. We're not very thankful, which I'll talk about that a little bit later. The Bible says that we should weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. People who are envious will weep with those who weep because they'll get sympathy. But they will not rejoice with those that rejoice because it's not fair. And so when someone does better than them or things go better for somebody else, they just say, that's not fair. Why, why can't I be like that? They're envious of what happens to somebody else. They will not rejoice with those that rejoice. They will somehow try to tear them down instead of being thankful that God has blessed somebody. Somebody. You know, we need to rejoice with those who rejoice. People that are full of envy and jealousy are always fault-finding. Always finding fault in other people. Why? Because they don't deserve it. The stuff they get and who they are, they don't deserve it. They didn't work as hard as me. How many times have you been, not everybody, you know, if you're in a, in a factory and you work and work and work, Unless somebody gets fired, guess what? They get paid just like you. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. No, you don't think so? <laughs> that's fair. Why? Because you just do your job and don't worry about everybody else. They hired you to work, you work, and don't worry about it. Don't fall, find fault with everybody else. Don't always think, well, they, don't, they shouldn't have that because I know what they're, I know what they do. Don't be finding fault. A lot of times they're full of self pity. All they want to do is say how miserable they are. Just how miserable they are. You know? And they're always looking for happiness in something. Another event or another something coming up is going to make me happy. If I could just get a vacation, that'd make me happy. If I could just go spend some money, that would make me happy. People think that. You know, spending money makes them happy. For how long? Unless you got a lot of money, then it might have some make you happy. But for most of us, spending a lot of money only brings a bill 30 days later. You know, unless those of you who are wise sit there and go, no, I don't use credit cards. Okay, that solves that problem. You know, but sometimes we're looking for happiness. We'll buy happiness on an instant gratification and then put on a credit card and pay it later. Think about it. Those people that are in the credit card business are smart people. And they're smarter than you. They're smarter than you. You And we think, oh, they're smarter than you. You know, because it costs us lots of money, lots of money. People that are envious and jealous are very unthankful. Even when they do get something, they'll say something like, well, it's about time. (laughs) When they finally get something, then they'll go, they can't be thankful. They can't say, well, they'll say, well, it's about time. It's about time somebody recognized me. It's about time somebody sees how hard I work. It's about time somebody sees how much I do for others. It's about time. You know, don't be... Don't be like that. Don't be ungrateful, unthankful. One of the last ones is they are gossips and backbiters. They're always putting others down, especially those that have more than they do. They're always putting people down who have more than they do. Instead of being thankful, You know, I'm not saying everybody that's got a lot of money has got it rightly. I'm not saying that. It's not for me to always decide. I don't know. You know, there's people that get a lot of money doing bad things. But, you know, it's not my my department, you know, to straighten all that out. But I know that people around me, that when people have more or do better than I do, that I have no business gossiping and trying to put them down and pull them down. Rejoice with them. Rejoice with them. Rejoice with them. So how does, this, how does this play out? Well, we come to Christmas. Come to Christmas. And all these attitudes will flare up if we're not careful. All these bad habits will come about. They'll affect our relationships. They cause conflict with others causes to have conflict because we 're comparing so when your children sit there at Christmas and they count now i don 't know if you have a counter in your family, but you know every life you' got very many children, you probably got a counter, and they 'll sit there and count, and they 'll say, "They got this, this, and this, and I only got this and this now if they 're really good they 'll know the dollars behind it, and they'll go let 's see." Wait a minute, you spent $5 more on them than you did on me. You know, you, there, are, there are people like that. There are people like that. Now, also, there are parents who will feed that by keeping track. Because once you keep track and try to keep it all even, then everybody else around you is going to keep track. Don't keep track. Spend what you want. Some get blessed one year, some get blessed another year. Some get blessed with this, some get blessed with that. You teach them to be thankful, no matter what. Teach them to rejoice with the other one that got something, maybe. Don't get into that comparing. Stop that comparing thing. You know, it only breeds envy. It breeds envy. It kind of builds that into your kids. It, It starts to see them to focus. You know, if you say things like, well... I got, you, I got you three things, but then I, brought you, I bought your brother a pair of socks to make it even. Now, you just confessed that you're keeping track and that you're, this is important to you. Don't do that. Because if, if you say that, your kids are going to go, oh, then I should keep track. And I should see what's, what's spent on me and what's spent on the other parts of my family. Teach godly principles teach godly principles in first corinthians the 13th chapter first corinthians the 13th chapter beginning at the fourth verse love suffers long love is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself it's not puffed up does not behave rudely does not seek its own it's not provoked thinks no evil Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love is not envious. We need to fill ourselves with God's love. God's love is not envious. We need to identify envy. Okay, that's envy. I I can't, I don't want to do that. That's not going to be good. And I'm going to teach my children not to do that. I'm going to teach them, don't be looking at your brothers and sisters and what they get and comparing. Encourage one another. Be thankful for one another. You know? Life isn't always fair. Can't keep it even. God never even intended to keep it even. Did you know that? He says we're all different. We're all different. One of the scriptures that always kind of troubles me, he says some, some are made for honor and some for dishonor. Oh. Wow, that's even something to think about. And so we need to see that those comparisons are not good for us. And then in first Corinthians, the third chapter, uh, the third and fourth verse. It says, for you are still carnal. That means that means worldly. You're still selfish. You're still carnal. Where there's envy, strife, and division, be, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, "I'm of a Paul," and another says, "I'm of Apollos, are you not carnal? Envy and jealousy are carnal behaviors. It says, "Carnal back back a ways." It says they're they're carnal, worldly, sensual, demonic. Okay. They can get to a point of being demonic. Satan encourages that stuff. And what happens? It'll come out in our families. It'll come out in our families. That's where it shows up. It shows up in our families. Now, we need to train our children. You're not, you're not raising perfect children. You're training children. If you think you're raising perfect children... You're going to really be discouraged at some point. You're really going to be upset. And you're going to think, I did a really rotten job. We need to train our children. We need to train them in what the Word of God says. When we see ungodly behavior, we need to tell them and identify and say, look, that's not right. Now, you can't make them do the right thing, but you can train them. So sometimes you'll say, you know what? In my house, you know, my house, this is not your house, it's my house. This is how we act. And this is what the Bible says. Or this is what godly characteristics are. This is what godly characteristics. And we teach and we train our children. And then they're going to make their decision. They're going to decide. At some point in time, they're going to decide. But you can train them. So, also... You can help your uh, grown children, which gets to be a little trickier. A little trickier because now they're adults and they can do what they want. They might tell you that. Say, yes, you're right. But, you know, I still don't want that to happen in my home. Now, they might do it anyway. And, but you can remind them, look, I don't want, let's not be envious and jealous of one another. Let's encourage one another. Let's rejoice with those that rejoice. Let's not tear one another down. Let's build one another up. You know, let's just be who we are, who God's made us. Don't try to be something else or somebody else. Be who you are. That is one of the most satisfying things is to be who God made you. It takes a lot of strife and stress out of life. Just be who God's made you don't try to be like somebody else it won't work i remember early on in the ministry thinking you know, you look at success you look at successful people and you think oh how did they do that and, you know and you'd read a book about well they did this and this and this and oh well i guess that's you know let's try this or, this, or whatever you know because i want to be successful and if i need i realized you know what like it or not i just got to be me maybe i can learn from other people but I can't be like them. You know, I just got to be me. And then let the chips fall where they may. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Just be me. But you know, there's some comfort. There's some peace that comes with Contentment comes with that. It takes a lot of strife out of things. It takes a lot of strife out of life. You know? And if you can do that within yourself, it'll help you an awful lot at Christmas. You know, you may see some things and maybe identify some things happening that aren't the best, but, you know, within yourself, you're at peace. You know, peace, sometimes it may be peace in the midst of a storm, but you're at peace because I know who I am and I know what, who, how God's made me and I'm just going to be me, and it's okay. It's okay. God loves me the way I am. He loves you the way you are. It makes for a lot of peace, and it'll help bring you peace at Christmas. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time of the year when we can mainly think about the fact that you came to this earth for us. Lord, you came for us, and you died for us. You gave your life for us so that we might have eternal life. So, Lord, we're thankful for that. Lord, at this time, we celebrate, and when we celebrate, we get together with family and friends, and, and sometimes that causes tension, sometimes more so in some families than others. But Lord, I pray you'd help us within ourselves as much as possible, that Lord, we would do the right thing. Lord, not look at everybody else always, and well, they ought to straighten up But Lord, just help us to do the right thing within us. Help us not to be envious or jealous Lord, give us peace. Give us thankful hearts for how you've made us, how you've blessed us, and for how you provide for us. Lord, we're thankful for that. Thank you for your hand upon us. Lord, I just pray that you just help everyone here, Lord, to see that they can have a good Christmas because of you, because of you. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we ask you to dismiss us now with your blessing. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen.